Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. Dude, so does anybody want to hear about how crazy my life has been just this past day? Totally. All right, I get to tell you anyways. All right, we're going to do something. Man, we have tried so many new things uh, just today because I was like, God, if you're going to ordain a day to be crazy, then we're just going to go full out because if it's crazy, it can't like get like more crazy. Crazy is just crazy. And so I'm going to try to sit down, but I'll probably get up here and start trying to work these skinny jeans and try to kick and all that kind of stuff, and it probably won't work. Um, just messing around. Um, dude, so I actually had a, a really good friend of mine that was uh, planning on coming and just something came up. Um, we were in... Uh, we were in Centerville, Alabama last night and uh, preached to a youth group, and it was so much freaking fun. Oh, my gosh. I, like, all of a sudden felt like I was a child, and I still am. This No Shave November is just kind of a front. Um, hardly growing facial hair, man. Y'all can, y'all can laugh at me. Like, dude, not looking like Jay Dye over there, dude. One day. One day. One day. Um, I, I, so I was kind of thinking about what to talk about uh, tonight, and I was like, man, I've got like Got like three hours to kind of prep this, but I was like, God, you're going to work just like you always do. And whenever I seem to feel like I have it all figured out, I don't know about in your life, but sometimes I like to be an overthinker. I like to be almost like an overplanner. And then it's like, no, actually, I need to like just let Jesus intervene all the way. And I think sometimes God kind of puts, puts us on edge a little bit and we feel a little bit uncomfortable. That's when God's using us the most. So this might not be the most well-structured, funniest uh, sermon that I've ever preached, and I'm okay with that because I've got a really important message uh, tonight. So uh, if this is your first time, thanks for being here. Um, you don't even have to be a Christian to belong here. We're just going to talk about Jesus, and we're going to believe that Jesus is going to change some things in your life. So thank you for being here. If you uh, keep on coming, man, and you're like, I could have rolled back home. It's Thanksgiving break already for me. Thanks for being here, because it's not for me. i got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. So we're going to kill this, and then Chase is going to do his group projects tonight after this service. But I'm going to keep the main thing the main thing, and Jesus is what's the main thing tonight. So... If you've uh, got your Bible, do you mind turning into Revelations chapter 2, Revelations chapter 2, and we're going to start in verse 2, and you're like, bro, this dude is going crazy. He's in Revelations. We're going to keep it mild and, and uh, interesting. This is a really cool letter that uh, John, John is the author of this. John, uh, really cool dude. He writes everything down, unlike me in class. Um, John is just a note taker. Whenever Jesus was walking around on this planet, um, John was kind of that person that he was there all the time, and he might not have been the one that, that said the most, but he remembered everything and he wrote everything down. So praise God for John. So we have, we have the book of Revelation, and he's, uh, he's older by this time. He's uh, Grandpa John. Um, I'm assuming that he probably doesn't have much hair on his head. He kind of smells like a granddad, but, you know, he's probably got a grandma with him that cooks good food. So nope, everybody likes to go see John. So uh, we are in Revelation chapter 2. We're going to start in verse... To, so that he's writing this, uh, he's writing this letter to this, this uh, church in Ephesus, and uh, might name my son that. I say that every time that I say a word that I don't really know how to say, and I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to roll with the punches, and maybe I said it right, I'll name my son that. Then you laugh, and you're like, don't even remember that I said it wrong. But this is Ephesus, writing to Ephesus. And um, he's writing this letter, man, because these people, like, they're, they're, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll just, you'll just kind of see why he's writing this letter. And the good thing about John is that he's very upfront about what he's trying to say to them. So we're going to start in verse 2, chapter 2. It says, I know your good deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. He says, I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who have claimed to be, claimed to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. 
He says, you have persevered and have endured hardships in my name. He continues on and says, and have not grown weary. He says, dude, you're doing a lot of good things. And he, it's, it's funny because he writes this and he compliments them first. He's like, dude, keep trucking, keep doing the good things. You're killing it. But where I really want to look tonight is that, yes, he compliments first, but what he says next is so important. What he says is he says, yet I hold this against you. Man, if my mom was like, Chase, you're doing really good in school, yet I hold this against you, I'd be like, oh, junk. I don't know what she's about to drop on me, but she must have seen that quiz that I actually forgot to take, that I overslept, yet I have this to hold against you. He says, yet I hold, hold this against you. You have forsaken the love that you first had, that you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. You know, I'm praying with me. God, thank you so much for this night, God. In the midst of all craziness, God, there's so many things that we can be distracted by, God. But I just pray that we will just, God, if we'll just focus on you, God, just for the next just 20, 25 minutes, God, I just pray that you'll, uh, you'll work in lives like only you do, God. I pray it's not going to be the word that I, that I speak, God. I, I'm... I feel like I hardly got a chance to even uh, time-wise prep for this, God, but I, I felt you working in my life, God, and I felt it was very evident what you wanted us to talk about tonight, God. So I pray this isn't just a message for the person sitting next to us, God. I pray that we we'll actually take ownership of our salvation, God, and know that you saved our soul, God, and that you've called us to do more, you've called us to better. God, and there's always room for improvement, God. So I just pray that we'll be, we'll be willing to look at our souls, God, and see what's going on. And uh, God, we just know, we know you'll, you'll change some things, God. So in your name, amen, amen. The, uh, the title of this message, title of this message is, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember it like it was yesterday. Has anyone in here ever been to a family reunion? Oh my goodness. Family reunions, dude. It's one of those things your parents love to go to and you could really care less if you watch football or did absolutely nothing instead of going to the family reunion. I mean, it's just one of those things you have to go to and you're just like, man, I know when I get to this family reunion, I'm going to hear the exact same things. I want to hear the exact same things in this family reunion. First of all, boy, you're growing like a weed. That's going to be the first thing they say. And then the second thing that they're going to say to me, they say, boy, you look just like Bill Haney. And I'm like, that's crazy because that's my father. 50% made up of him. That's probably why I look like Bill Haney. And uh, I think this is, it's, it's almost kind of crazy that, that uh, you know, you, you go and you know exactly what they're going to say. And it's like, you look just like your parents. You're growing like a weed. How is school going? Do you have a girlfriend yet? You got a boyfriend yet? And you're just like, I'm going to write down on a slip of paper. And anyone that asks, I will give it to them. And then... I'll just get to chill. I'll lay back and eat food, and then it'll be a good day. But I, something, something that's, that's kind of crazy, I wanted to throw this in. It has no real re relevance, but uh, my father, my, my, my dad, uh, Bill Haney, he kind of resembles Denzel Washington. And some of you have no idea what I'm looking at, but if you look right there, you're like, man, how does, and, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're like, there's no way, dude, you're white. And I would agree with you. Yeah, I, I am white, to the best of my knowledge, but uh, yeah, dude, my, my dad looks like Denzel Washington, and I sent it to my mom, and she was like, I see it, and I was like, that's when it's weird. That's when it's weird. So I'm, I guess I'm going to claim that and say that I'm kind of famous. Graham, you can take that down just so then no one else uh, picks a picture of that or something like that. Thank you. Um, just messing with y'all. But yeah, I think that's kind of crazy. People always tell me my dad looks like Denzel Washington, I'm like, what are you talking I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, whenever you go to these family reunions, you hear like, hey, you, look, you get this same old, same old, same old. And then you get to this really awkward part of the, of the, of the whole family reunion, and it kind of goes like this. You get like one older person on this side, and you get one older person on the other side of you, and you already know how it's going to go down. They're going to start talking about the good old days. And you're like, man, I'm just going to have to sit here and listen to these people 
talk about the good old days, and I'm not going to be able to relate. I'm not going to be able to jump in because I was not born before 1893. I was not able to be in the good old days. And so you just kind of almost feel left out. And then they're talking about, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? And just the whole time you're just sitting there just like, why are they talking over me? Like, dude, I'm 20, 21. I am not part of the good old days. Not part of it. And then they end and they, they, they talk about, you know, for 30 minutes. And then they end and they say, man, I remember it like it was yesterday. You know what I'm talking about? I remember it like it was yesterday. And you're like, yesterday, man, you are like old as junk. There ain't no way you remember it yesterday. Like, I don't know if you even fully dare to remember it yesterday. But what we see is that we see this that like, it's so, it, it just cracks me up when I go to stuff like this because it's like, I remember it like it was yesterday and I got put in this situation last night and we came back. I got put in this situation. I uh, texted my friend Wesley and I was like, hey man, I got something yours. Can I give it back to you? And the weirdest thing, he was like, hey, I am in Sorrel Chapel. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll run it by. You want something from Herb's place? Because I'm a Christian. Of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve him a Powerade or something like that. Like, I'm already going to go there. So I was like, man, I'll bring you something. We'll hang out for a second. I'm not trying to study. And uh, yeah, that was really, it, it showed. Yeah. So had a test today and went and hung out with Wesley. He's listening to this because he didn't make it today. Wesley, you and my, might, be, might be in my wedding. All right. That, he's not here, so I don't have to hold to that. In case we fall off here. But anyways, we, 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 showed up into, uh, we showed up in Sorrel Chapel, and he's over there playing the piano, playing his guitar like any musical person can do. Not myself. Don't even know how to say that word. But I just remember, I started having these flashbacks that came back. And I don't know how many of you have kind of been around for a while. But what, what, it was so weird. We were in the chapel, and if you know anything about Pursuit, we didn't start in this building. We actually started in that little bitty chapel on campus. And Man, and the crazy thing about Sorrel Chapel, yeah, y'all are wooing right now, but the crazy thing about Sorrel Chapel is that however cold or however hot it is outside, you can expect the same thing inside. Can I get an amen? If you've ever been there, if you've ever been there, man, it is one of the coldest, it is one of the hottest places that you ever, because the heat doesn't work, the air doesn't work. And I was, I was just getting back to these, these memories, and I was like, man, it's so weird. It's so weird that, like, we used to have it here. We used to, do, we used to have pursuit here, man. This is where it started. I remember when it was, I didn't, for those of you who don't know, I didn't, I, I didn't start off as a, as a preacher. I mean, we just, we just kind of started this thing, and it was funny. It started, and it was really bad. Honest. It was bad. Like, I got up with about 15 minutes, I thought, worth of material, and by five minutes, it was like, yo, Jesus has called us to be disciples, man. Like, that's it. Yeah, like. And it was bad. It was bad. And I was like, I don't know why people kept coming, especially this cold place right here. Like, and I just get these memories coming back and coming back and coming back. And I, I caught myself saying this phrase, I remember it like it was yesterday. Is there anything in your life that you're kind of like, man, that, that, that person, man, I remember hanging out with that person. I remember going to high school. I remember going to middle school. Man, I remember it like it was yesterday. I think that's kind of what, what John is saying in this passage is he's saying, you know, like, yeah, you're doing a lot of good things. You, you're really, you're killing it in some areas. But man, I remember it like yesterday when you were on fire for Jesus. You weren't just showing up to church. You weren't just having, this was something that you were. He was saying that something was different. There was a fire inside of you that you're doing all these good things. But when you first started, when you first started as a church, man, there was this fire that no one could put out. You were so excited. You couldn't sit down, man. There was things in our life that, you know, like when it comes to coming to pursuit, it's like, man, I know the game changed for me whenever, 
especially worship, things changed for me because I remember I knew, I knew all the things about Jesus. But then when I knew this crucial thing is that I knew what Jesus saved me from, all this dark and dirty sin, what Jesus had pulled me out of, that's when the game got changed. That's when I don't care if people see me throwing up my hands, worshiping how I want to. Because you know what? Jesus changed my heart. And if we can go back, that's what he's saying. If we can go back, you're doing good things, but have you gotten in this norm? Have you gotten in this rhythm for pursuit? Have you gotten in this rhythm of coming every Thursday? Have you gotten in this rhythm? Have you gotten in this just, I mean, the thing is, is that it's not even like you mean to do it. Like you might come to church, you might come to pursuit every single Thursday. But what happens is, is when you keep coming to something, and the reason we try to tweak something just, to, just a little bit each and every week, the reason we tweak, like, all of a sudden the chairs are a little bit different. Like, the reason we try to do that is just to see if we can throw somebody off their rhythm. Because if we have the same service, the same, you know, when to stand up and when to sit down, and you know, all the rituals, all the things you're supposed to do, if we could just throw us off our rhythm just a little bit and be like, whoa, this isn't just another service. This isn't just another day that I get to claim Jesus. This is a day that God has put breath in my lungs, and if he's done that, I'm not going to let it go to waste. That's what we see is that, man, when we first came to know Jesus, do we remember that? Do we remember when we first came to know him? Do you remember when we first started pursuing? We didn't know how all the ends were going to meet, man. We had some podunk sound system, and it got the job done. We still talked about Jesus. We were so excited. So excited. And the thing is, is man, have we kind of like just gotten in this rhythm? We've just gotten in this complacency. Just, man, it's just another day, another dollar. Like, man, I, I'll read my Bible another day. I've got some things going on. I've got some tests. I've got priorities a little bit. Like, I, you know, I've got school first. And the thing is, is after time, man, if we aren't focused on Jesus, then we're going to start getting focused on the wrong things, and all of a sudden everything's out of whack. That's what we see, man, when he's talking to this church. He's saying, go back to the love that you first had. Go back to it. That's my simple message for tonight. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing, it's nothing deep. I'm not a deep, I'm a simple preacher, man. I, I pray that we, that we leave pursuit not coming more confused than we came. I pray that we can actually take something out of this word that we open up. We can actually take something what God has called us to do and put it into place. That's what we see when he's talking about, you know, look. Remember it like it was yesterday. I remember when you were striving, you were doing so good for Jesus. And apply this to your own life. It's like, man, I remember whenever I came off to college. And I remember I, I was raised in a good youth group. I was raised in church. And whenever I got to college, things were kind of on me. And so when things were kind of on me, I made some wrong decisions that might have led to some other decisions that all of a sudden, where's God in my life? That might be you right now. You're like, man, I, I, I was well and good, and all of a sudden I didn't mean to, but all of a sudden I'm looking for God, and He's not in my life. I haven't prayed to Him. I had not talked to Him. I had not opened up my Bible in so long. Jesus is telling us, man, that's not too late. He's saying, go back to the love that you first had. When you were ever, whenever you were excited, whenever you were like, Jesus saved my soul. I know what he saved me from, and that's what makes me different. I heard just recently somebody was talking about, you know, hey, like, I was talking to a youth pastor, and he was just like, you know, they, there's no excitement in this room because they learn it from their parents. Think about that, man. There's times that, like, we've never even had an experience with the Holy Spirit, like, in our life because we're just doing what our parents have done. Like, it's our parents' faith. That's what we see, man. I pray that we could break that mold. That it's not, man, yeah, my, my parents are Christian. My grandparents are Christian. But me, myself, and I, I'm, I'm just going to roll with the punches. I'm going to do what I feel like. 
And then if things start to go south, then I'll ask God to come into my life. This is what, this is what John is saying. He's saying, go back to the love that you first had. Go back to it. That's our message for tonight. Because the thing is, is that we can, I feel like these people, they were very, I think that when he's saying that, go back to the love that you once had, I almost kind of think of that as almost like passion. Like they've got this really exciting, man, they're excited to be here. They're thrilled. They got the welcome team, man. They got everything you can think about. The cool lights, man, they're killing it. They've got this excitement. They've got this passion for Jesus. But the hard thing about passion is sometimes it can kind of trickle away. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you might have been passionate about that like old girlfriend, old boyfriend, but then God showed up and thank God he did because it's no longer a thing. You know what I'm saying? That, like you can be passionate about a lot of things in your life, but passion kind of seems to kind of come and go a little bit, man. And I think that's what he's kind of telling these people is he's like, look, like, look, your church is doing well. You've got a lot of things going for you, but if you'd get back to the love that you once had, things would start to change. It wouldn't be the same people coming each and every week. It wouldn't be declining. It would be totally different because if you came back to the love that you first had, when you first met Jesus and he saved your soul, you didn't want to just keep that to yourself. No, whenever you first got saved, you were excited to tell somebody about Jesus. That's what he's telling these people. If we can get back to that love that we first had, things would change. Because us as humans, we get complacent. Like we said, we can get passionate about a lot of things. Our passion can be in the wrong places. Just the other day, man, I was, I was walking from behind uh, New Rez, walking to uh, Patterson. This was about a year ago, and I remember this day so clearly because I almost lost my life. And you're like, whoa, this guy's got testimony. Not really, I almost got hit by a car. Um, so what was happening is I was, uh, I was walking from the New Rez towards Patterson. If you know, there's a little crosswalk right there. There's a little crosswalk. And... Uh, there's a plaque there that says that uh, Chase almost lost his life. No, I'm just All right, so there's this crosswalk, man. And I remember, uh, you know, you kind of act like you may be talking on the phone to somebody just so people don't think you're lame and you don't have anybody to talk to. I think I was in that stage. Maybe I was, I probably wasn't talking to nobody. But I was sitting on my phone kind of scrolling a little bit. And uh, out of the corner of my eye, I'm crossing, I'm in this crosswalk. And I remember seeing, like, as I'm walking on my phone, and out of the corner of my eye, I remember seeing this, uh, this car kind of coming a little bit fast. And I was like, it's all good, man. I'm all right, man. I'm going to... That car's got something to worry about. You know what I'm saying? So I was walking. I was walking in this crosswalk, and I just kind of see it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, dude, this guy's not slowing down, dude. Like, I, I, it's getting real, real quick. Like, do I know Jesus? Am I sure that I know Jesus? <laughs> and so I'm in this crosswalk, and all of a sudden I hear this dude slam on brakes, and I probably got like the white in my eyes are sort of like so big. I'm probably like, oh, drunk. Uh, yeah, it, today is the day. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad. But like. I remember like this dude slamming on brakes and catch this. This dude threw up his hands like I was in the wrong. And I was like, dude, are you freaking kidding me, man? You must hit me with your car. And I am in the crosswalk. So at that moment in my life, I was very passionate, very, very, very passionate about some pedestrian right-of-ways. You know what I'm saying? I was very passionate about that right there. But the thing is, is that passion comes and goes because no longer, I walk, I walk to school every single day like, you know, Jesus has got me. If he didn't take me out that day, I'm going to be Gucci. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing, man, if we could, like, passion is something that kind of comes and it goes. And I think that we could obviously even, if we're just being dead honest, we can just get real for a second here in pursuit. Man, there has been a little bit of passion that we might have had at the beginning of this semester when we were excited about, I love seeing that light go off. Man, that was one of the weirdest looking things. I don't even know who did that, but it, there's these little lights back there. I'm going to tell you so you, you know, and you're not like, Holy Ghost. No, you're like, it's, it's light. I mean, Holy Ghost is here, but they're like, they're step on. And I didn't know what was about to hit us, man. So we all know Jesus, don't we? If not, we can take care of that here in a second. So 
passionate. Y'all are just chuckling, man. Y'all, y'all help me out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I even forgot where I was uh, going with that besides off this stage. Um, golly, what? Y'all throwing me off, dude. Um, what was I talking about? Passion. Passion, passion, passion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Thank you. Word, word, word. I need it. <laughs> Yeah, I need this word. All right, so like, the thing is, like, like I said, man, we, we, we've, got a, we've got this passion that I think if we would be real and look at like, our actual like, ministry here as a whole, if we would actually look about, like we were really excited about maybe inviting our roommate, inviting those people around us. We were really excited at the beginning of the semester, and they probably came once or twice, but then whenever things got busy, whenever things got a little bit easier to say, hey, you know, I've got to study, I've got to do something, I, whenever things kind of got in the way, you know, it's like, hey, like... I, that's an understandable excuse, but have we kind of lost our passion as a ministry to actually going out and taking this gospel to the people that live in our very apartment, that sit right next to us in class? Have we forgot about that? Have we lost our passion? We can read this and kind of be like, you know, man, that's another church somewhere on a dirt road. Man, that's, an, that's, that's Ephesus, man. We, we're in Troy, Alabama. That's, that's not us. But I think if we would really look at this at our core, what we see is that, man, he is just talking about you do not need to get complacent. They look, it's probably going to happen, and that's why I think they put it in the Bible. It's not like, hey, you're going to have a ministry. You're going to continue to grow. You're going to be blessed, absolutely, but like, you're just going to always be exponential growth. You're just going to continue to do well. It's like, look, there might be a time, there might be a time where you get to this stage as a ministry, as a Christian, where you might lose your passion a little bit for Jesus. There might be a time that it gets a little tough. There might be a time where it's like, man, I'm trying to see God show up in my life. I'm really trying to. I feel like I've strayed away a little bit. But he's saying, go back to the love that you first had. Praise God that when he sent Jesus to die on that cross, that we can actually go back to God no matter how many times we've turned away from him. No matter how many times we've messed up, we can always go back to Jesus. That what we're seeing, you might feel like, dude, there's no way that's ever going to happen to me. Literally, people put, if John wrote about this church, people, this church, and he's saying this church, they wandered off a little bit. They still had church, but it wasn't as exciting, it wasn't as fun, it wasn't as, pat, like, still had it. But man, they weren't having it with the love they first had. I wonder us as Christians, maybe you might have grown up in church like we talked about, and whenever you got here to Troy, whenever you got off here to college, you tried to figure out life by yourself. And this is the story we get a lot, man. There's lots of people that are like, look, I believed in Jesus all my life, but whenever I got to college and I got a little bit of freedom, man, I started going down a road that I didn't need to go down. And all of a sudden I'm to this place because sin will take you farther than you're willing to go and it'll keep you longer there than you, it'll keep you there longer than you want to be. Let me say that again so I don't mess that up and it won't be a weird, it's, sin will take you somewhere that you do not want to go and it'll leave you there longer than you don't want to be. Maybe. There we go. What we see, though, man, is that like this is like I said, this is something we hear all the time is that, man, like it's going to happen. You're going to struggle. There's going to be things in your life that is going to throw you off your rhythm. But if our lives are impressed, if our lives, if our foundation of our life is in the word Jesus Christ, then we know that we can always go back to him, that we are forgiven, that we need to be solid in the word. So we aren't shaken by those little bitty things that we will always have that love that we once had. This is not the love that we once had. It's the love that I continue to have each and every single day. Anywhere that I go, I'm taking the gospel. I'm taking this Jesus that saved my soul. That's what we see, man. We can go back to it. So you might be like, there's no way, Chase. Like, I, I, I've messed up way too much. Way too much. I found myself in places that I didn't need to be. 
I've done things that I can't even tell you about. Like there's these things in our hearts so deeply hidden within us. We still don't even feel like we can talk about it. You're like, man, I can't go back. I can't, I, I can't do it. Not now. And what we see, what we see is that John is telling this whole church. You might feel like, man, you are messed up to your core. But I guarantee, man, when they are starting the church, like literally like the church of Jesus Christ, whenever we see that, these people were not Christians and then becoming Christians, like if they had some dirt, they didn't even have shoes for the most part. They had set that they were like physically dirty and I'm sure spiritually dirty. So if you feel like you're bad, that you're rugged, he's telling this to a whole entire church, a whole group body. It's like him telling us right now what she is that look, go back to the love that you once had pursuit. And if you feel like that he can, the thing is, he's telling all of us that. And if you're like, there's no way that he can tell me that. Sometimes in our life, I wonder, I know that God is willing to take things out of our life that he's willing to forgive us from, but are we willing to let go? Are we willing to let go? The most courageous thing in your life that you will do, Ben, if you want to come on back up here. Most courageous thing that you'll do in your life is admit that you were wrong. Admit that you need a Savior, that you know what, I've messed up, done some things in my life I'm not proud of, got some sin in my life. I admit that I messed up. That's courageous. You know, the next most courageous thing is probably the the most is doing something about it. It's just, you know what? Yes, I'm sinful. I need Jesus in my life. But I'm not going to continue to soak in my sadness, to soak in my sin. What I'm actually going to do is I'm going to give it to Jesus and I'm going to move on. Because you can stay in the love that you have right now. And it might be for the world or it might be for Jesus right now. Go back to the love you had for Jesus. But if you're not a Christian and you're sitting in here, I'm glad that you're here because I got something to tell you. Because if we're talking about going back to the love that you once had, if you're like, hey, I don't know Jesus. Or maybe like, I don't really know if I know Jesus. What we see is that tonight's message isn't, and it seems like it was yesterday. The thing is, is like the message tonight is that your first love, that whenever you, when you come to know Jesus, your life, that's, that's like you being born again. That's what the Bible says. That Jesus Christ, when he saved our souls, that is our first love. That's our first love. If you're a Christian sitting in here tonight, your first love is Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, maybe it's the world. And I'm not telling you, hey, non-Christian, go back to the world. That's not what I'm telling you. We can look into scriptures. Graham, if you'll pop up Galatians chapter 1. Verse 10, what we see is this says, I love this verse. If there is one thing that I could encourage anyone in this place tonight, this is the, I'm not even going to tell you what I would tell you to do. I'm going to, tell, I'm going to share the scripture with you. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? If I'm still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. We've got, to make, we've got to make a choice tonight. We can't go back to something that we never knew. You can't go, you can't go back to a hometown you've never lived in. Like Thanksgiving's coming up, like, hey, I'm going to go back to uh, Birmingham. I never lived in Birmingham. Yeah, shout out. There we go. <laughs> you can't do that. So what we've got to figure out tonight, guys, is if you're a Christian tonight, go back to the love that we first had. Because the thing is, I'm, kinda, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of tired of seeing empty seats and Jesus has called us. I'm not, like, I hope that you get called to go on missions one day, but right here, right now, where your feet are, if you're in an apartment building with roommates, if you were in a classroom with other students, 
Jesus Christ is calling you not to keep this thing private. It's actually to be public about it and to get a little uncomfortable. Man, it might be a crazy day, but it doesn't matter who I run into. I'm not waiting for the perfect opportunity to share Jesus. The perfect opportunity to share Jesus is anywhere, anytime, anyplace. So you might feel like, man, Chase, I feel you. I've been inviting people. I've been in my word. I've been loving Jesus. I've been praying to him. That's good. That's well. But if we went back to the love that we first had for Jesus, when we were excited about coming to church, where this wasn't just something that's like, I'm just going to kind of roll through. This is something I get to encounter a God that literally sent his son down from heaven to die on the cross for my sins. And for that, I get a little bit excited about. Because what I see whenever I see Jesus hanging on that cross, I don't see him embarrassed about it. I see him doing it boldly, and it wasn't something he just kept to himself. And when we're walking around this university, it's not something we just keep to ourselves. Because if Jesus did it publicly, I want to do it publicly. That's all it is. Going back to that love that we first had. Can we go back to it tonight? Are you going to sit there and look at your sin face to face and say, you know what? It's still me and you. It's still me and you. Or we can make a decision tonight. We're going back to that love that we first had. It's not just for the person sitting next to you. If there's anybody in here that's got a little bit of sin in their life, we can go back to the love that we first had for Jesus when he saved our soul. And we get a little bit excited. Things start to change. It's no longer, I just come to pursue this. Like, yo, what can I help out with, man? So if it's... God's put on your heart to serve somewhere around here. I don't know even know what that looks like. I might not even know your name, but we will have you up here doing something that's going to glorify the kingdom of God. Chase, I don't know how to do a lot, man. If you can set out chairs, you got a, you, you got a place here. You got a place, and man, I'd love for you to take my place. Oh, nah, I'm messing. <laughs> Let's go back to the love that we first had. That's all I got for us, man. Go back to the love that we first had. It's not distant. It's not far away. It can happen. In a single moment, it can happen in this next song where all of a sudden I'm not worried about what people say about what people say about me, what people think about me. When I come to worship, it's me and God. It's not me and the people around me that are looking at me that get me a little tense, a little weird. It's me and God. Because I'm going back to the love that I first had for Him. That's why I might look a little crazy to people that don't understand what I've been through. It might seem like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why he's going into it way too much. But when Jesus Christ saved my soul, it was crazy, but he did it. And he did it fully. He didn't halfway go to the cross. He didn't halfway carry the cross to Calvary. He didn't halfway save me from my sin. He fully did it. And if he fully did it, then I'm going to fully praise him. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. Help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast.